Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 When the Biden administration doled out millions in border relief money recently, it gave more to New York, the home of Congress's two top Democratic leaders, than to Arizona. And now, the Copper State's most famous former Democrat is calling out her old party's leaders. Independent Senator Kirsten Sinema is on the warpath over what she and Border State Democrats decry, decry as Arizona's disproportionately small share of an $800 million pot aimed at alleviating overcrowded migrant holding facilities. She's not alone in crying foul about Arizona getting short shrift when compared to the Empire State. Her potential 2024 opponent, Representative Ruben Gallego, the Democrat from Arizona, is also speaking out on the issue. But only Cinema is aiming specific complaints at Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, and the Biden administration. The funding dispute is complex and multifaceted, pitting Cinema and her Democratic border state colleagues against the clout that New York's two congressional Democratic leaders wield within the Biden administration. It also further bolsters the image Cinema has sought to build, that of an unorthodox legislator willing to oppose either party's leaders, as she mulls whether to seek another term. Cinema votes more frequently with Democrats than Senator Joe Manchin, the Democrat from West Virginia, but she left the party last year and does not attend its caucus meetings anymore. That's created awkward questions about whether she will run again next fall in a three-way race against Gallego and whichever Republican wins the primary, potentially the polarizing pro-Trump Carrie Lake. New York sees the cash as critical to managing the high number of migrants that flock to the five boroughs, but its large disbursement of money could also complicate the path to approving more cash during this fall's governmental funding talks. The Biden administration requested more border money in its latest call for emergency spending, including $600 million for relieving crowding at shelter facilities. Number 2 The Fanagoria Shul, recently discovered during an archaeological expedition in the Krasnodar region in Russia, is said to be one of the oldest shuls ever discovered. Archaeologists say it already existed as early as the beginning of the first century, which makes it the oldest in Russia and one of the oldest shuls in the world. The base and contours of the walls of the shul were discovered by archaeologists near the Black Sea coast, according to a press release by the foundation in Russia that organized the excavations in Fanagoria, which used to be the largest ancient Greek city on the Taman Peninsula. The building was built during the late Second Temple era. Quote, ritual marble candlesticks, menorahs, tables for davening and fragments of marble steels, one of which bears the ancient Greek inscription, synagogue, were found inside the building. Finds from previous years, marble tape tablets saying house of prayer and synagogue date to 16 and 51 years CE, suggesting that, fan that the Fanagoria Shul existed already at the beginning of the first century, which makes it the oldest in Russia and one of the oldest in the world, said they said in a statement. According to the archaeologist, Anfanagoria Shul was a complex of two rooms, each with an area of more than 645 square feet. The shul had rich decorations, including marble columns and tables for davening that were preserved inside. Its walls were painted and tiled, the roof was tiled, the ornaments of the marble menorahs found in the temple are unique and different from those in the Middle East. The synagogue of Anagoria existed until the middle of the 6th, 6th century, when during an attack by barbarian tribes in the city, plundered it, and all the buildings were burnt. 
This assertion states that the shul was active over a period of approximately 500 years. The images of menorahs on amphoras and tombstones of this period also tell experts about the presence of a large Jewish community in Phanagoria as early as the first century. Known records from medieval historians also, also suggest that the Jews made up a significant part of the city's population. Number three. President Biden finally publicly spoke about the deadly Hawaii wildfires on Tuesday, August 15th. Although he seemed to forget the name of the devastated island of Maui, and noted he prefers to keep his speeches to under 18 minutes, but would make an exception in this case. The 80-year-old president addressed the deadliest U.S. wildfires in more than a century after withering criticism for lounging on the beach on Sunday and telling reporters no comment when later asked about the blaze. Biden seemed to grasp for the name of Maui during a brief detour on Tuesday from prepared remarks loaded into teleprompters for his speech in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, referring to it as, quote, the one where you see on television all, all of the time. I apologize, he said, because I try very hard to keep my speeches between 15 and 18 minutes, but I got to talk a little bit about Hawaii. Biden proceeded to describe federal efforts to support disaster relief during the tragedy, including a $700 one-time grant from the FEMA agency to victims of the wildfires, which have killed at least nine, 99 people so far. Yes, that's correct. That's $700, not more. In the immediate aftermath, the Coast Guard and Navy supported maritime searches and rescue operations, Biden said. Biden said he intends to travel eventually to tour the damage on Maui, but that he's not prepared to set a date. My wife Jill and I are going to travel to Hawaii as soon as we can, he said. An apparent lack of White House focus on natural disasters has prompted major political blowback for presidents in the past, as happened in 2005, after Hurricane Katrina, when then-President George W. Bush faced intense criticism for praising FEMA's response while local frustration mounted over the response. Biden's no comment to, to reporters on Sunday outraged even some of his own Democratic allies. I campaigned for you, raged former Hawaii legislator Kaniela Ng early on Monday. Now, when I lose dozens of my friends, family, and neighbors, this is your response? White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre on Monday defended her boss's handling of the tragedy, but ended up compounding the Biden administration's image problem by bungling the names of both of Hawaii's Democratic U.S. Senators, bestowing, bestowing onto Senator Maisie Hirono the surname Harino, and using the pronoun he for the female legislator and calling Senator Brian Schatz as Senator Shorts. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.